You are Locked On Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, Houdat Nation and Houdat family? Welcome into this live Friday episode here on Locked On Saints, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day here every single Monday through Friday, five days a week covering your New Orleans Saints. We are live over at the Locked On Saints Facebook group. So we're going to be chatting with live viewers all throughout the show today. And then we're also going to wrap up with our Facebook Friday, as usual, as well, with questions from the group here. And as always, we already have some already on tap. We've got the best way to maintain the pass rush. We're going to be taking a look at whether or not the Saints should have drafted Patrick Queen instead of Cesar Ruiz and which players are potential trade fodder for the New Orleans Saints this offseason. We'll get all of that to wrap up the show and more. But first, it is free agency Friday. So we're going to start off with the Saints restricted free agents this season. Who could be tendered before the market opens up on March 17th? and what I think will happen with both of the Saints' options there. Then linebackers should be a big focus for the Saints this offseason, so we'll talk about who's on the way out, who might be re-signed, and who are the potential replacements that are out on the market in free agency. And then, of course, your questions from Facebook to wrap us all up. As always, I'm your host, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson Nola on Twitter, editor over at CanalStreetChronicles.com, and your Tuesday co-host over at the National Locked On NFL Podcast. We got all that. And a little bit of land yet for you on today's episode of Locked on Saints, your team every day. All right, y'all, let's get right to it. We have a lot to talk through today. The Saints, of course, free agency right on the way. We are less than a month away. Uh, the sort of uh, tampering period where you can start talking to free agents begins on March 15th. And then the actual signing period begins March 17th. We can actually put pen to paper. So before that, though, there there's this other group of free agents that are kind of hanging in the balance about whether or not they're going to be tendered or not before the free agency period opens up. Those are the restricted free agents. So let's talk a little bit about what restricted free agents are or RFAs. You'll also see them referred to. So those are players that can re-sign with the team before March 17th, before free agency opens, but they can't sign anywhere else. It's just like regular free agency at that point, but they become a part of the open market once the free agency period opens up. If a deal isn't reached with that team, the team can then place a tender on the player, keeping them from signing uh, away, basically, via that open market. But they have to do that before March 17th. Once they put that tender on the player, which we'll explain that a little bit more here in just a moment. Brendan, what's going on, my friend? Uh, once we'll explain that a little bit more here in just a moment. But when it comes down to it, the big part is that basically a team can say, we're going to put this tender here on you. And that's tender, T-E-N-D-R, not tender like swipe left, swipe right, right? But at the same time, it does allow them to say, we get right of first refusal if we tender you. So the Saints could do that with their two options going into the season. Let's talk a little bit more about tendering, basically. It gives a team right of first refusal or the opportunity to match an offer from another team. So if a team tenders a player and then they end up signing, be you know, given an offer sheet by another team, then the team that's tendering the player doesn't immediately lose the player. They can choose to match the contract or potentially let them sign away and get something in return. What they get in return is based upon the level of tender that they give the player. So there's a first round tender, which rewards a first round pick to the tendering team from the signing team, that's a $4.9 million price tag there for the, ty- for the team that tenders. There is a second round uh, tender, which is the same thing basically, but a second round pick, that's $3.4 million. 
And then there's just a basic right of first refusal, which gives you the chance to match the contract, but doesn't give you a pick reward. This is what happened a few years ago with Josh Hill. If you think back to a few years ago where he was a restricted free agent and then the Bears matched the offer and then the Saints chose or gave him an offer sheet and then the Saints chose to match that contract to keep Josh Hill. No pick was given up in that exchange. That's because it was just a right of first refusal tender. So $2.2 million for that this season. That's going to go up every season, basically, or it's going to move with the salary cap, basically. Got a couple of shout outs real quick. Clayton, appreciate you, buddy. James, thank you very much for coming through. What's going on, family? Appreciate y'all being here. Uh, So the next thing we should look at here is who the restricted free agents are this season for the Saints, this offseason. Those are, they've got two. Will Clapp, the offensive lineman, former LSU Tiger. And JT Gray, the special teams guy, it's also an all pro, right? Second team all pro a couple of years ago. So those are your two restricted free agents. There was a big restricted free agent in one of these categories last year, particularly the special teams category, and they didn't tender that player, but they still re-signed him on a new deal, $1.5 million. That was Justin Hardy. That was because the tender prices are so high now that teams feel sometimes that it's better to just let that player go to the market, basically, and then re-sign them afterwards, right? So if you see somebody not get tendered, it doesn't mean that the team is completely passing on them. It just means that they don't want to pay that tender price tag. So basically, that's what they did with Justin Hardy. They didn't tender him. He hit the open market. They signed him to a one-year deal two days after free agency opened. I think you could see a similar situation with both Will Clapp and with JT Gray. With the minimum contract here being $2.2 million, that's just a little tough because right now, the Saints are going to be trying to sneak money in below the cap with each signing as much as possible. So re-signing a player to a league minimum, which comes with salary benefits, which lessens the cap hit, is a much more advantageous situation than guaranteeing a player $2.2 million to play on special teams or to be a rotational offensive lineman, right? So if either one of these guys seems to be more likely to be tendered, I imagine it'd actually be JT Gray. Again, second team all pro just a couple of years ago, which means he has more recognition around the league, but the Saints are going to want to dictate their own price. So don't be worried if you see the Saints not tender either of these guys before free agency opens up on March 17th. It could very well be just like with Justin Hardy, just like with Zach Wood, even at an earlier point last season, that they're not tendering these players with the understanding that they're going to pursue a new deal instead. And then clap also becomes a little bit more necessary if the Saints can't retain uh, James Hurst or Nick Easton if he doesn't end up choosing to resign, which we've heard a little bit about here recently. The next group that we'll quickly talk about are street free agents. I've seen some people ask about this a little bit. What is a street free agent? Basically, street free agent just means that it's early termination of a contract so they can sign anywhere literally right now. They don't even have to wait for free agent to begin. They don't have to wait for free agency to officially open up. They don't have to hit the open market. They can sign anywhere they want now. Think back to a couple of years ago when the Saints signed Kurt Coleman after the Senior Bowl, as opposed to waiting for free agency to begin. These are guys that are already available to be signed. For the Saints, those guys are Nick Easton. He can sign somewhere right now if he wanted to. There is talk about him potentially returning to New Orleans at the right price tag. The Saints are certainly open to that. Austin Carr, Cole Wick, and Jason Vanderlaan are the others. There's one more classification as well, but the Saints don't have any of these players right now. Exclusive rights free agents, they don't have any this season. That would basically just be uh, an offer uh, from the Saints of a qualifying salary to that player, and they're unable to negotiate with any other team. It's very, very simple. That was JT Gray's situation last year. All right, y'all. So coming up here in just a little bit, we're going to talk more about the Saints free agency by looking over at the linebackers. It's going to be coming up next. 
But first, I want to let you know today's episode is brought to you by betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. If you're interested in linebackers, you don't want to take any gambles, but you're willing to go out there and maybe take a little bit of a gamble, the best place to do it is at betonline.ag. Put your bets down and make sure that you can do them over it with NBA, college basketball, NHL, MLB, whatever it is that you're looking for, even awards as well as TV shows and reality TV as well. So they have everything that you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. And it's the best way to place your bets. And best of all, it's free to sign up. BetOnline.ag. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. As we jump in, of course, we know that there is huge news right now centering around Russell Wilson. You heard me talk about it in Thursday's episode. If you want to hear more about it, check out the Locked On Today podcast. Is the relationship already broken between Russell Wilson and the Seahawks? Saints fans definitely hope so. I think that's the case. So get more on the news that you need in less time over with the Locked On Today podcast. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast to Locked On Today. But you right now are Locked On Saints. So let's go ahead and continue on with today's episode looking at linebackers. So continuing on with our uh, with our sort of look at free agency here on Free Agency Friday, linebackers are definitely a huge part, I think, of the Saints focus this coming season. Right now, you have to look at sort of who's outgoing before we can talk about who might be coming in, right? Because there are a couple of things here. And this actually kind of goes to a bit of an idea about one of the questions that came up over at the Locked on Saints Facebook group, uh, which I thought was a a good question. This one actually came from, I'm just going to get to one a little bit early here because I'm already ready to answer it basically. But it came from Bruce Parson who asked whether or not I thought that it was time to move on from Alex Anzalone. Let me say it that way. So with that being the case, let's talk a little bit about these linebackers, right? And we can answer that question in the meanwhile. Bruce, thank you very much for your question. Look, here are the Saints outgoing linebackers so far for this offseason, the way that you can look at them. Uh, You've got Alex Anzalone. He's He's on his way out. His contract is expired. Craig Robertson's contract is expired. And then potentially Quan Alexander, if or once he passes, is physical. I still think that what's going to happen with Quan Alexander, just to tell you now, I think what's going to happen with Quan Alexander is that even if he does get released after the injury settlement or after he passes his physical, that they would bring him back and try to get him on a cheaper deal, basically, because $13.1 million is just, just a big cap at 13.4. It's just a big cap hit for this guy right now, and especially with all the injury concerns and things like that. And that's not a contract that the Saints structure. That's a contract that San Francisco structure didn't guarantee any of that money. So they weren't going to probably pay it either. So I think that for the Saints, their best interest lies in either restructuring his deal and getting him to either take a price cut or an extension or whatever they need to do to work out the numbers before free agency begins or waiting until he passes that physical, cutting him loose and then re-signing him at a lesser cost because they're already going to owe him $1.2 million on an injury settlement anyway. So that's definitely part of that equation. But Alex Anceloni and Craig Robertson they're on their way out the door. Do the Saints retain them? It kind of comes down to what it is that they feel like they want, right? Do they want the, when they address that linebacker position, are they a little bit more with filling the, the linebacker position in Quan Alexander's version of the role or Alex Anzalone's version of the role? I think they should keep Alex Anzalone around. Not maybe as a starter. He probably wouldn't be able to get up to that level uh, right away again. And I don't know that the Saints, I mean, when you trade for somebody midseason to replace a guy that's your starter, you know what I mean? So for me, it looks like Alex Anzalone could potentially come back as a backup 
but I don't know that the Saints really want to have him as their starter this season based upon what they did last season. They're also trying to groom Zach Bond into that middle linebacker role that I think Quan Alexander served a little bit better, which allowed Demario Davis to play more of the weak side role. And that fit seemed to work really, really well. If you can get Zach Bond up to that level, then you're fine and you're not necessarily in a rush to go out and grab another starter. But if you're not feeling too comfortable about that, then maybe you still go out there and bring somebody in as well. And this is before we even get to the draft, right? We're just talking about free agency here. And in free agency, there's a lot of options. There are ones that are more expensive that can fill either role. There are ones that are on the cheaper side that can also fill either role. So let's talk about some of the names here. Interesting free agents that are a little bit more on the expensive side. One of the guys that could do a little bit of everything. If you want somebody that's a little bit more of a Demario Davis utility guy that can do all the things, right? That can do everything well. You can go to KJ Wright. You can bring in a guy that has worked with a Chris Richard secondary before, six foot four, two forty six, a little bit more of a prototypical linebacker size, and you bring him in. He does a lot of things well. It doesn't necessarily rush the passer super well, but you can have him do that. Alex Anzalone didn't rush the passer very well either, but he took away a blocker, and that was important in some cases, right? They they had to designate a body to block him regardless. So you still affect the play. So KJ Wright being somebody that's pretty good in coverage, somebody that's really good in the run game as well, could be a good option. He's just going to be a little bit pricey. Another pricier guy, if you want to go more of the middle linebacker, inside linebacker coverage role that you saw from Quan Alexander, on the pricier side, there's two options for you. There's uh, Jayon Brown, who is coming off of his rookie deal from the uh, Tennessee Titans, could potentially hit the market. Six foot, 226, a little bit undersized in terms of height and compared to, but I mean, if you compare him to Quan Alexander and the role that he played, not too bad. And he's somebody that does play pretty well in coverage. Same thing for Christian Kirksey, who was formerly of the Green Bay Packers, has now spent some time with Cleveland last year, six foot two, 235, right in the middle of KJ Wright and Jayon Brown in terms of size, but is a little bit more of a coverage guy than anything else. He's somebody that does everything okay is going to be a little bit more on the pricier side, though, because of his coverage acumen. Now, on the cheaper side, you can go all around and young with a guy like Jared Davis out of Detroit, six foot one, but 245. So you get a little bit of both, right? This guy that can that is a good tackler, but maybe struggles a little bit in terms of processing the game. How much of that had to do with working with the Detroit Lions defensive staff and how much of that could be improved upon working with the Saints defensive staff? Not somebody that I would personally want to roll the dice on, but certainly if there's somebody that's out there that's young, can do a little bit of everything, and the Saints want to give a shot, Jared Davis could be that guy. Over on the coverage side, making sure that you have somebody that's great in coverage, you can go with Kevin Pierre-Lewis, who's also a former Seattle Seahawk. He's formerly now, most recently, the Washington football team. Great in coverage last season. Poor tackler. Does that sound familiar? Right. That's Quan Alexander. Six foot, 231, near the same size. Quan Alexander's tackling really shored up when he got to New Orleans. Maybe you see the same thing from Pierre Lewis. And then finally, an all-around but aging guy that you can go with, somebody that can do a little bit of everything, going to be on the cheaper side, but is a little bit older, kind of like the KJ Wright um, sort of prototype we were just talking about. Another former Seattle Seahawk, Malcolm Smith. This is a guy that also worked and has experience working with a Chris Richard secondary, uh, six foot 225, does a little bit of everything as well. Could be a little bit on the cheaper side, kind of a cheaper version of KJ Wright. And finally, of course, you can always just bring back Alex Anzalone. So there are a lot of different options for the Saints here. I think that there is a focus on bringing back Quan Alexander, or at least let me say it this way, there should be a focus on bringing back Quan Alexander, assuming that he's able to get back to his usual level of play. That's going to be the hard part because of what he's expected to do. But there are a lot of options out there, either in free agency and of course the draft at the linebacker position. If the Saints feel like they want to address that, which I feel like they can, which I feel like they should, but maybe they struggle to do so in-house. They have ample options out there for them to be able to shore up that second level in 2021. 
So, all right, y'all, that is going to do it for our look at linebackers. Wrapping up our free agency Friday. Up next, we're going to get to Facebook Friday. Bunch of questions about how to retool certain parts of the Saints defense, particularly the pass rush and much, much more. We'll get to all those here in just a moment. If you're watching in the chat, don't forget to drop your questions as well so I can get new questions here and then answer them here in just a moment because we're talking about retooling. So you know there's only one place that I got to go from here. It's rockauto.com because they have all the tools, all the parts, all the pieces that you need to make sure that your car is running as smoothly as possible, keeping you and your family safe. Make sure, again, I've said this before, address these issues before they happen. It's better to be too early than to be too late when it comes to car and vehicle maintenance. So go and check out rockauto.com because they have an endless supply of parts, pieces, tools, everything that you need to make sure that you are keeping everything uh, when it comes to your vehicle in shape. So go check them out, rockauto.com. You drop your make, your model, your, uh, your, your year, and then they'll give you all the parts that you need at an even lower price than what you're going to get over with the brick and mortar store. So go and check them out, rockauto.com. Don't forget to let them know that we sent you, though, by writing Locked On in the How'd You Hear About Us section, amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Let's get it. Who that Mason? We're wrapping up today's episode. It is our free agency and Facebook Friday. So make sure you go ahead and drop your questions down in the chat if you're watching live, because we're live here at the Locked On Saints Facebook group. And of course, we've got you covered with everything you need to know here about the New Orleans Saints. But of course, if you want a little bit more information over on the betting side, it doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast, hosted by your boy Q, as well as handicapping expert. Lee Sterling, so go and check them both out for your daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and much, much more. Everything that you need at Locked On Bets brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcast. All right, so let's go ahead and jump into your questions from the Locked On Saints Facebook group. So I asked for some questions early last night. If you have more questions, go ahead and drop them in the chat. Brendan, I see you. Right now, I'm leaving it to just the Locked On Saints Facebook group, but we will be opening it up. A little bit more for uh, for folks on Twitter, for folks on YouTube, and everything like that. At that point, it will be shareable. I appreciate you, but right now, I wanted to keep this special. I wanted to keep it going right now for just the Locked On Saints Facebook group, just for a couple of weeks, and then we'll open it up a little bit more. So you will be able to share it a little bit later on down the line, probably starting next week. I appreciate you wanting to share it and wanting to get the good word out there, as you mentioned. Let's go ahead to our first question here, Fernando Albino, who asked, uh, "Do the Saints regret drafting Caesar Ruiz instead of Patrick Queen, or is it too early to tell?" So here's the way that I look at it. It is a little bit too early to tell. Obviously, you want to give rookies three seasons usually before you talk about whether or not they're a bust or whether or not they actually worked out. The other thing to consider is the situation Cesar Ruiz was in. He was trading at two different positions in an offseason that he only got half of. So he only got a quarter of the offseason actually at right guard before being thrown into starting at that position. So it wasn't the best scenario for him in the first place. And then on the other hand, if you, you, know, if you put any stock in pro football focus, uh, Patrick Queen was the lowest graded defensive player in the draft. He had a bit of an impact on the team, but I wouldn't say that it was an immediate or a large enough impact that it put them into the playoffs or anything like that. So I, I, the way that I look at it is that it's still too early to be seen because we don't yet know what Patrick Queen is. We don't yet know what Cesar Ruiz is. We haven't even seen Cesar Ruiz at the position that the Saints drafted him to play yet. So that would definitely be something that I would keep in mind. Uh, Gary, what's going on, man? Who that to you? Appreciate you coming through for today's episode of Locked on Saints. 
and our live show here at the Locked on Saints Facebook group, which you can join at facebook.com slash groups slash Locked on Saints. Let's get uh, Michael Murray's question in next. It seems that the most glaring need right now might be to get a pass rush uh, that can get to the quarterback uh, because it has been uh, a key to beating the Bucks for the division. Uh, what is a way of accomplishing this? Is it keeping Hendrickson, drafting a defensive lineman, or grabbing a free agent? Uh, Michael, I, I'm not trying to be, I'm not trying to like glide over the question or anything like that, but the answer to all three of those is yes, right? If you keep Trey Hendrickson, obviously that helps you big time. If you're not able to keep, uh, if you're not able to keep um, uh, Trey Hendrickson, then you go to, I think you go to both the draft as well as free agency. I think you got to go to both of them, right? I think that you have to go out there and say, I'm going to grab somebody from free agency, whether it's like a lower tier free agent. Uh, you know, one of the guys that I mentioned here recently was a guy that played 94 snaps and got seven sacks in a season, right? So you can go and grab maybe one of those lower, uh, lower tier, quote unquote, guys, just in terms of price range. But then you can also turn around and go to the draft and then grab an Aziz Ojolari out of the first round or, you know, any of these other guys, Chris uh, Roche later on in the draft. You can go Cam Sample, the two-lane guy later on in the draft. I think the answer is absolutely yes, right? There's a way that you probably look to address this through multiple lanes, and that's probably the most effective way to do it. We got a new question that just came in from Troy Abey. Appreciate you coming through, brother. Uh, can the Saints tag Hendrickson and trade him? Yes, they, they could do that. They could do that. I don't know if they're going to be in a rush to tag anybody. I think it would be one of those things where maybe like, the 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 trade is already kind of in place and then they tag and then immediately trade him to get that money off the books as quickly as possible but is that an option yes do i think that they do it i don't know maybe maybe not uh but it would be a it would be a very nifty move i'll put it that way it'd be a very crafty move if they ended up doing something like that uh joshua farner is up next let's assume that drew really hadn't made up his mind about retirement yet do you think that the car accident involving tiger woods and what and the fact that it happened when he was on his way to see drew could affect his decision is life. Yeah. Yeah. So the, here's the way that I, I look at it is that's, I would say that that's pretty possible. Like I want to give credence to that idea. I'm not going to put Drew Brees' retirement decision on the accident of another person. So I like that you mentioned that it's like, let's assume that Drew hadn't made up his mind yet or hasn't made up his mind. Does that have something to do? I think that personally, just like, all right, here's, here's life talk with Ross for a moment. I think personally, everything that happens around you influences the decisions that you make in life, right? Like if you see somebody go through something and you're like, I don't want to go through that. And then maybe you steer away from whatever that is, or perhaps somebody goes through something and you're like, oh, I need to get my checklist done here. I need to get my stuff done to make sure that like, I'm, you know, or whatever that might be. I think that we're all influenced. I'm influenced by people all the time. I'm massively inspired by the people that are around me, whether it's because of anything going on with uh, positive or negative. I'm looking around and I'm learning based upon what other people are showing me. And so I, I do think that that is, there's possibility there. I, I would love to give credence to, to that thought because I don't think that it is a, uh, an unfounded one or, or an ungrounded one at all. Uh, Jeremy Silfka is up next. Do teams generally put too much emphasis on combine numbers? And he goes on to talk a bit about some combine numbers in pro days. Here's what teams put too much emphasis on sometimes, and it's speed, 40 times. That's the thing that sometimes these guys put way, way too much uh, too much uh, sort of emphasis on or too much value into, that would definitely be something that I would accuse NFL teams of doing sometimes where they don't go for the, the, the best uh, prospect, but they might go for the most athletic prospect or the fastest prospect. And I, I don't think that that's something you need to worry about too much. Uh, Danny Curley, and we have a couple of new questions here. Danny Curley asks, 
who on the roster is a potential for trade capital? And do this, could the Saints use Jameis Winston as a trade to move up uh, and draft a new quarterback? I don't think they'll do that because they would have to sign Jameis to a contract, which will probably include some guaranteed money and then a signing bonus and then trade him. And then to turn around and trade him right after that, you're just kind of flushing money down the toilet if you do it that way. Uh, and that would be the only way that they could do it aside from a tag and trade. But you're not probably going to tag and trade for a draft pick, right? So I don't think that would happen, but some of these other players could potentially be trade capital. I mean, there are some players that have to be offloaded toward the end of their deals. A guy like Patrick Robinson could actually absolutely be that. If we've talked about it before, if Marshawn Lattimore or Ryan Ramchek, more so Marshawn Lattimore, but if if they aren't willing to extend their contracts early off of their fifth year option, they could be trade targets. So there are a lot of players that could eventually be uh, requested for or pursued by other teams around the NFL for certain. And because of the St. Salary Cap situation, some of the things that they might have to do to where they might have to move on or cut some guys, it might be just as good a substitution to trade them and get something back in return. Got a couple more questions just to wrap us up here. Uh, we got Brendan coming through again. Jabril Cox, potential fit for the Saints. Yes, if the Saints feel like they want to stick with the Quan Alexander build, Jabril Cox is a perfect copy paste getting him in. That's definitely a big one. And then uh, Troy Aver coming through. What is the head shaver you use and how smooth does it get your scalp? So I tend to, and how often do you shave your head? I shave my head about every two days uh, and I have, um, it, it's called a, uh, one of the hedgehogs and those super smooth, super smooth, super great, really nice, really easy, really simple, dry or wet shaving. It's really great. So those are the one, that's the one that I use. I love that question. I love that question. I like when we get a couple of, a couple of like, personal questions up in the chat every now and then. So, all right, y'all, that's going to wrap it up for today's episode. I appreciate y'all as always for being here and for joining us here on the Locked On Saints Facebook group live stream here. Awesome, awesome, awesome to have y'all. I'm so glad that we could do this every week. So make sure you come through, join the Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash Locked On Saints. I'm going to hang out here with the Facebook group for a little while longer. uh, But as for the episode, we are wrapping up here for the rest of the week. We'll be back on Monday. Take a look at Mock Draft Monday. Might get Justin Mello to come through. Saints have had some very exciting pre-draft virtual visits so far. So we'll get to all of that on Monday. And then you know how we do Monday through Friday, every single week, every single weekday, we are here with Locked on Saints. So I appreciate you as always for coming through. Once again, I'm Ross Jackson. You can follow me on Twitter at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A. Hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how your mom and them. Tell your friends, family, and fellow Saints fans about the show. And if you haven't already, please take a moment to subscribe. Drop that five-star rating and review. I thank you so much for all your support and for helping me grow this family. This has been Locked on Saints. And trust you, that nation, I'll holla at you.